the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. I am here talking to you live from sunny Bristol. Oh wait, no, it's snowing. No, no, rain. Back to sun again. Yay! Okay, and joining me to discuss all things Tottenham Hotspur is my partner in crime who's a little bit poorly sick. It's Matt. Hey, you mate. You are. Yeah, it's it's snowing. I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I don't <laughs> understand. I was well, talking about in a t-shirt a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, literally, I, I got up. I was up early and I was like, okay, it's dark. It's a bit cold. Oh, it was minus two overnight. Right, okay, yeah, definitely a bit cold. Right, throw a jumper on. By the time I'd done a bit, the sun's come bursting from like oh my god it's getting hot now Oof, never mind yeah this this weather is ridiculous it's like wear a jumper but make sure you got a t-shirt underneath it just in case Ugh. anyway yeah it's a very british start to a podcast uh we are here to talk all things tottenham hotspur during an international break which is always fun uh but our podcast is a day late this week um we're not going to point any fingers lay any blame anywhere for why that is <laughs> It's definitely not my fault. Um, <laughs> uh, but actually, it's quite nice because it means our podcast is going out on April Fool's Day. Uh, it is the 1st of April 2022 as we talk and as you listen to this, maybe. It depends when you listen. And that means I get to talk about one of our fun traditions on the Spurs News uh, group, for Spurs News Facebook page, is that I write a April Fool's Day post. I do it every year. Like every year, ever since we started it, there has been one. And this year, uh, again, I got a load of people, including you. <laughs> you sod. <laughs> I know. The best. The, some of them. Someone messaged last year and went, "You know, the thing that gets me every year is even though I know the date, and even though I know you do this every year." is that you write it in the same style as every other post that comes up. So it tricks your brain when you're reading it into like, ooh, ooh, that's, in- ooh, that's interesting. Oh, no. it's like, well, that's because I write these posts four to five times a bloody day, 365 <laughs> days a year. I basically get all these journalists, all the news articles, and I condense them down into Facebook posts. So when I'm writing it, I can get the cadence. You know, I can get the the way they write things. <laughs> so when I write it, but I mean, I, I don't think this one's going to go viral like the one a few years ago. Um, oh. That was still to this day stupidly funny. Yeah. Um, Long time listeners will will know this, but if you're new or perhaps you've missed it, um, a few years ago probably longer than I want to think about. I wrote a post that we were being purchased by the Kraft family who owned the New England Patriots. And someone, or maybe more than one someone, but someone literally took it and cropped the bit at the bottom where I put it was an April Fool's joke, just literally cropped that off, screen grabbed it, and then shared it. And it went viral <laughs> to the point that there were news articles written by journalists dismissing it. You know, having looked into this, I'm like, no, I, I wrote it. Don't don't waste your time. <laughs> and there's like people shared it. I mean, I think you had it shared to you in like a WhatsApp yeah, message. Yeah, a couple I of had WhatsApp it, I had it emailed to me like, hey, is there any truth in this? I'm like, no. Because it was me. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, here's here's the original post where at the bottom it says April Fool. <laughs> I got oh. Seb. I got Seb this morning. Good. I um, 
the, the David Seaman goalkeeper gloves. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe it. Look at this. The goalkeepers have had to wear these this weekend. And he's looking at me like going, what? And I was like, yeah, got, like, it's outrageous, isn't it? I said, we're not going to score any, there's not going to be any goals this weekend. Oh, and he's right. gone, I can't understand. Dad. Why are they letting them wear it? And he went, hang on. It's April Fool's, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've got yes. you, mate. But I said, well, listen, I... if you do if you do it yourself at school, I said, just don't do it after midday. It's bad yeah, luck after midday. Yeah, biggest fool of all. Yeah, yes. No, I, um, I got my daughter this morning with a COVID test, so I think this is probably really borderline cruelty to children. Oh, God, yeah. This is my she, mom was she, innocent. She has, she has to do one in the mornings on a Thursday at the moment, and before we're going into school. Sorry, Friday at the moment before going into school. And and she did it, and she like wandered off like she always does, and you got to wait the thirty minutes. And she came back, and went, um, you might as well get out your uniform, kid. You're not going today. Oh, no. What? I said, yeah, there's two lines. <laughs> oh no, you're joking? I went, yeah, I am. It's April Fool's. She stormed out, and teenager store got slammed. Oh, that's oh, mean. She was sir. livid. That was mean. Yeah, it was actually. It was pretty cool. When she came back, just scowling at me, I went, now take all that anger and energy and go to school. Yeah, yeah. Used to learn. <laughs> and, and have a good day. <laughs> so if I get a phone call mid-podcast that a teacher's sending her home after 30 minutes, we know why. Yeah. I yeah. wanged her up and sent her there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, April Fool's Day is always fun on our Facebook page. Although from the 80-plus comments calling me bad words, I don't think everyone's finding it funny. Oh. Let's... Let's just have a very quick look and just see. Just, let me just grab a sampling of the comments. So there's 90 comments on the post now. Uh, the top one is uh, so outdated now. Try something different. <laughs> wow. He's best butthurt, isn't it? Uh, he's he's uh, butthurt because he's been fooled. Um, someone says this isn't an April Fool's joke. The story tells that it actually happened. Uh, mate, I made the whole thing up. <laughs> um, someone just put the idea of Levy and them opening their wallet. Leave it out. <laughs> uh, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's Eric Lamella level shithousery. Thank you. I, I approve of that comment. Um, Spurs news. Did I just spend two minutes of my life reading a post, getting my hopes up, only to find out it's a joke? Yes, yes, you did. It's so mean. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of um, if it, if that's an April Fool's joke, it's a pretty cruel one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then this person said, "Why not do that's cruel? Why not say something like Levy's announced he's staying at the club for life?" Actually, no, that's worse. Yeah, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take things from that and never happen. Uh, not even April Fools because this isn't happening. Stop it! You're mean. Uh, I mean, yeah, people, I mean, there's a lot of gifts of basically me being strangled. Um, there's a place reserved in hell for you. <laughs> yeah, mate. Wow. You've, you've upset people there. You've upset. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, there, to, to be honest with you, all of that is in, is in good nature. I mean, all of that, all of the comments, there was one, which I've actually had to delete and ban a person from the page. Um, and I don't. I'm hoping that they didn't mean it as horrifically as they did, but I'm just not having that written on there. Uh, where they basically said, you deserve to be gassed for that. Um, God! Yeah. Yeah. No. No, mate. <laughs> no. My favourite one is someone's put, may the fleas of a thousand camels infest your bottom and your arms and not long enough to scratch it. <laughs> you really upset? Someone's put That's F amazing. you. amazing. That's phenomenal. Whoever wrote that moved to the top of the class. That's, that's brilliant. 
You've really upset oh, people, have you? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I wrote it yesterday, and then I edited it a bit because I thought, no, no, you, you've gone too big. <laughs> you've, you've gone too you've big. Gone, you, you're not. No, no one's going to buy into the third paragraph if if you open with all of this. So I had to open slow <laughs> and build towards this kind of. Oh, you know, look at all the money we're going to spend. And I had to base it in reality because of all the news stories that have been written about we can spend up to this amount. And Daniel Levy did go and see Joe Lewis. So I was like, right, if it's based enough in reality, people are going to buy into this. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cruel. Horrible person that I am. (laughs) Just ask my child. Uh, But yeah, so... um, because it's an international break, we don't have a game to discuss, uh, which is probably worrying for most of our listeners, as they know even when we do have a game, we tend to just talk about anything we want anyway. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and get complaints. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Um, so what I thought we'd do is we'd actually kick the show off with the fan questions this week, um, because that way that gives us topics to dive into and expand upon. Uh, so, yeah, let's go there now. We're off to social media. Let's go. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. Always worrying when you head to social media, especially on a day like today. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. fan comments. Most of them tell me they want me to die. Yeah, in an old <laughs> um, way. Yeah, in a, in a really painful, some of them comical, but mostly painful way. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, mate, uh, as always, where would you like to start? Instagram or Facebook? Let's go Instagram this week, shall we, first? We are kicking off of Instagram where we have the one comment. Um, lovely Laura runs our Instagram. I've not spoke about Laura much recently because ever since that court order arrived, where I had to stop talking about her only um, uh, friends page. Uh, yeah, you do realize uh, you just breached it just now, Sam. No, no, because I said only friends. Oh, right. I, didn't, I didn't say only fa- <laughs> <laughs> close, close, nearly, nearly. <laughs> Nearly, nearly got me. Yeah, no, no. Ever since, yeah, ever since the letter arrived, basically saying stop discussing it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's I mean, our relationship's okay. I think. Yeah, I mean, we get along. Right? You're still I mean, amicable, but you know, you yeah, just can't I mean, mention you know, certain like, things. You know, like when I arrive in our group chat and she leaves straight away, I think that's an improvement on yes. telling me to go fuck myself. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, um, so basically, uh, she has passed us on one comment, and it's from the Johnny Stark, um. Johnny, I know you. Me and you have emailed. We have corresponded on many occasions. I don't think at any point have I realised that the Johnny Stark sounds like the name of a boat. Johnny Stark. It's I always because the yeah for me it always it always brings up sort of a image of a, a singer like Johnny Stark like a, Stark. a lead singer of a cool band. But like a, a sort of like a really good rock band that's in the charts. Yeah. Or are you talking about like a cheesy pub band? Like, no. hello everybody, I'm the Johnny's Star. No, like a cool American. Like it could be like the the, the guitar player for like a really cool American band. Stark. Yeah, no, yeah, that works. Yeah, that does work actually. The band, yeah, the Starkettes. No, Starkettes. No, the Johnny <laughs> Stark and the Starkettes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> I've got to stop drinking in the mornings. Okay, so the Johnny Stark says, think Stevie B, uh, Steve Bergwine, is showing for the national team. Do you think he's showing for the national team might get him a spot in the starting 11? 
I've seen this debate a lot over the last few days. Um, I basically did a, a kind of a little bit of a roundup day on, on the Facebook page because we didn't really have any Tottenham news. So I did loads of news from our players who played uh, their internationals. And Steve Bergwijn played two games from the Netherlands and picked up three goals. Uh, plus an assist, I think someone told me. Um, so form-wise, considering the guy's not been playing, he's you know he's bang in. He, he's fine. Um the the biggest issue there is who do you drop? Um, Sonny went away and scored for South Korea as well. Did great. Uh, Kulisevsky has been brilliant. Um, that other bloke, uh, Harry Kane, I think his name is, oh, uh, seems to be seems to be doing okay. Sam, you know? please tell me you've forgiven him now. Come no, on. No, every time, every time I get close, he's. What's he something. done now? What's he said now? Oh, he got asked when he was on England duty about, um, you know, the summer and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, okay, this this is complete honesty. He didn't really say anything wrong. Genuinely, no. He didn't, you know, he didn't say, yeah, I'll be looking to leave. You know, because that would be you bastard, you've done it to me again. <laughs> you know, he literally just said, look, you know, I'm focusing on the season, I'm focusing on England, World Cup, blah, blah, blah. He did, he did all that stuff. What annoyed me, and this is so petty, and you're going to laugh at me, okay? What annoyed me is why can't you do that last year, you bastard? Why why did you have to do that interview with Gary Neville? When when it proves that it was deliberate because he could have just done what he just did then. I know that's really stupid, and I know that's kind of like you're just looking for problems now, but it irked me. It's just like, oh, every time I'm there, every time I'm like I'm past it, something happens and I'm like, Nope. Did no. he just have interest? I know I don't know what the timeline uh, was, but did he do that no. interview with Gary Neville when Nuno was manager or was before being no, appointed Nuno? No, no, he was before. So Mason was in charge, um, and we still had six games left in the season. Right, so before um, the season even ended. Yeah, that's that's what annoys me because that's the thing. Because if we got to the summer and someone had come up to him on England duty and said, "Oh, you know, you're off to the Euros," da, 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 but there's speculation about your future, and he'd said. Uh, obviously, at the moment, the club aren't hitting my ambitions. I've always said I'd stay at Tottenham as long as we're challenging, but we've gone backwards uh, after the Euros because my focus on England. I am going to sit down with the chairman to discuss this because if I feel the club isn't, then I would like to leave. Yeah. I would have been annoyed, but I'd have got it. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, you get, you're leaving me, but everything you said's fair. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact he did it before the end of the season, just pissed me off because and then the fact that he's being asked now before the end of the season around the same time frame and he's more than capable of going no 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 i'm focusing on the season that's it no no discussion of anything else and i'm here with england boom gone it's like you could have done that last year you literally did it deliberately to orchestrate a move away and that still pisses me off yeah but anyway anyway so yeah but uh, so yeah i'm totally over it (laughs) (laughs) But the Johnny Stark is asking about Steven Bergwijn. Um, it's an interesting thing. I saw the other day someone suggested him being played as a wing-back. And I look at him, and you know, me and you have talked about sort of the Victor Moses example. Maybe, I suppose, but I, I, I have no idea. I, I don't... You, you sort of look at him and you think, physicality-wise, he's not going to be brushed aside, you know, defensive. But I've, I don't really... I can't think of a situation in my mind where I've ever seen him really in a defensive context. I mean, he's a very offensive, skillful player. Uh, I don't... But then yeah. you look at him and you think, well, he ain't going to take any crap. <laughs> he's, he's a... Yeah. It's, um, I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because like you say, the, the three at the front at the moment, 
you just yeah, ain't budging yeah. him for you, are you? To the point where yeah. poor old Lucas, who yeah, uh, who started off very good. under Conte really well, yeah. and he can't even crack in those three at the moment, can he? No, so no. The, the, the thing is, is whilst we're playing basically one game a week as well, you are, are wanting to create momentum and rhythm, and unless someone picks up an injury, but here's the thing about having a squad: is Bergwijn's gone away on international duty and has done really well. Lucas stayed behind. And he's trained brilliantly, like he always does. Those two guys can step in. Like, if we're struggling in a game to break a team down, they can come on. And that's what you want. Yeah, of course. Uruguay came on against Leicester, and wow. That memory is not going away anytime soon. So, it's difficult, because everyone's like, oh, so-and-so should be playing, so-and-so. You can only pick 11 players. And the idea is that if you've got these guys really on form, which we have at the moment, but you, the reason perhaps why they're on form is because Bergwijn and Lucas are right there pushing them. Mm. You know, you take that away, like those two guys get sold or whatever and they leave, and we got a couple of lads from the academy on the bench, you know, wide-eyed, looking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> you know, perhaps Kulisevsky and Sonny and Kane look at that and go, we're safe. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's my argument over Kane has always been that the minute players come in that are pushing or like are up a level, that guy goes up a gear. Yeah. And I, you know, someone said the other day, and it wasn't me. I'd love to take credit for this. He said you only got to look at the stats since Kulusevski and Bentinker arrived to show that Kane's gone. Oh, hang on. Right, you're 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 new here. Let me show you. Let me show you who's king. Still, yeah, by the sure. way, let me let me just put. Let me just let everybody know that I'm still the best hand player in the in the world. Okay, <laughs> um, and and it it does. It gets proven time and time again. It's why when we fail to recruit or fail to recruit well, you can really see a kind of, uh, you know, shoulders are down in amongst players. I think Hoybier looks better again. You know, Bentinker has come in. It's that kind of. Oh crap! Maybe I'm not the. Maybe I'm not guaranteed a place anymore. You know. Yeah, of course. He, he's not like you know. It's it's been um, you know the last what we're saying last half a dozen games, maybe yeah. even more. He's mm. not made any changes, has he? Like you know, me and no, me and Seba no. walked to the stadium, and we yeah. can predict the first eleven because it's the same first eleven it was last yeah, game. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's beautiful for me yeah. because I do that team posting on our Facebook page, oh, yeah, yeah, and I much. overwrite the one from the previous game <laughs> and so I'm just going tick 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 yes the only problem genuinely <laughs> the only problem is if there's one change twice I've missed it oh, no. so, like so I like look it goes same team put it out and then I'm like wait a minute Sanchez can't be on the bench and in the team damn it <laughs> and then of course I go to the comments and it's like oh can you yourself a Tottenham page oh no <laughs> oh my god Harkins it's like obviously it's a typo I'm sorry I apologise profusely I, I've got it wrong I think there's like, some, honestly there's some people on social media Sam I think they just literally go on there just to correct yeah. people that's their job yeah. you know I'm going to correct you know, I am I, I, um, one of my many hats is sales and marketing. I've got a, a, a high-up qualification in it, and I have to do courses every year to try and maintain my level of this. And the most recent course I did, which was six uh, like night courses and then like an essay and all this rubbish, was literally on marketing incorrectly to get greater reach. So basically the idea is if I write something and I make a mistake in it, 
you will get a far higher of interaction because people want to point out your mistake. That's mad, isn't it? And it's now a marketing tool. Yeah, do you know and what? It's I, true. I, yeah, I follow I follow someone on TikTok who does lives like maybe once or twice a day. Yeah. Not, or maybe once or twice a week, sorry. Yeah. And he puts the word your, but he does it the wrong oh, way around. Yeah. But like people pick him up on it and you yeah. can see that he doesn't care because he probably no. just does it because it no. gets people on there just to pick him massively. up on it. Yeah, yeah, massively. Because the thing is is like uh, the TikTok algorithm is interesting because it's designed around interactions and you will literally get a bigger audience depending on how many interact with you. So TikTok will get whatever you post and show it to 10 people with a similar interest. If over 80%, so 8 of the 10 go, oh, that's interesting, and watch it for over a set time, they then go to 100. If you get the same, it goes to 1,000, and and it just keeps going. So it's all about how big of a reaction you get will keep going. So if you do something like that, where you are saying something deliberately wrong, that's making people go, oh, you idiot, and go to the comments, you are actually getting your... Getting a bigger audience. No way. Yeah, I, so... I, I, um, my, my, so I, I, on mine, I, um, I posted like I, I probably posted about 150 TikToks, yeah. and one of them I posted, it's at the moment, it's it's at 700, 790,000 at the moment. Wow. It's insane. It's like, yeah. and yeah, and it's mad, man. yeah, and it's because like people just comment on it all the time, and it's mostly yeah. people trying to be like you know trolls but a lot yeah. but i'm thinking you're you're you think yeah. you're hurting you're, me with your no, trolling no, comment no, but you're actually all. helping the post you, know you are I mean? you literally are because some of the biggest creators on that platform are literally laughing their way to the bank yeah. because people are having a go at them yeah of course um, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a woman on there who i think's hilarious and i can't think of her name and she she has an account like laura does so i'm not going to name it but she does <laughs> and she uses that tiktok to promote it and i see her videos come up every now and again like every time she makes me laugh because she is basically answering comments that are having a go at her but because they're having a go at her she's just getting more and more and she's literally like look at my look at how much money you're making me yeah, exactly. people are just going mad at oh you're this you're <laughs> that you've got no class you're you're doing this oh what about when your kids grow up and she's like thank you uh this this comment here got me fifty thousand interactions which got me this and <laughs> And it's just a literal, I mean, every time I laugh to myself, I'm just like, oh, fair play to you. You're just you're making money out of trolls. Yeah. Like left, right, and centre. But they don't realise the trolls, do they? They, they think they're, no, like, they're hurting you, but you actually bring yeah. them on. Yeah, bring, bring it. Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it, one of the uh, Spurs News has a TikTok, and we did a video uh, just about Harry Kane. Um, it was the anniversary of the time he scored the two goals against Arsenal when we won two one. And the guy before the game, the Gooner, had said, "Oh, whose name is uh, oh, Harry that's Kane?" Right. Like yeah, that. yeah. So it's funny, like, and it is funny. And if I was an Arsenal fan, maybe I wouldn't think it's funny. I don't know personally. I think, oh, what a day that was. Oh, you know, I'd probably laugh because I mean, let's face it, as Tottenham fans, shit like that's happened to us loads. Yeah. You know, where we've been like, "Oh, who are we playing yet?" We'll hammer them. Oh my God, we lost. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, yeah, you got to laugh, especially after this amount of time. Apparently, no. Arsenal fans really don't find that funny. But the best thing is they kept correcting me, saying, uh, actually, that game finished 2-2. Yeah, it didn't. That's a different game. You're thinking of a different game where Harry Kane wore a mask and he scored a belter of a second goal. You then equalised, which made it 2-2. That's a different game. This one finished 2-1 to us. And the every comment, actually, it was 2-2. I just kept replying to it like, no, it wouldn't. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was, it was. Like, oh, no, it wasn't. And I wouldn't engage to correct them. I just went, nope. 
And because of that, the interaction went through the roof. Yeah, man. sure. But I was just sat laughing. You know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Steve Bergwijn. Yeah, let's get back. So we've got a bit of a tangent there, mate, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that never happens. <laughs> um, Steven Bergwijn. At the moment, I don't see him being able to break into the front three unless there's an injury or one of them, you know, calls Conte a bad word in training. Yeah. Because those three are set. Um, would it be possible to see him in a different role in the team? Could we adjust the formation? Right now, I think Conte's got this team playing the way he wants them to play, and we do have a little bit of momentum. I think against Newcastle, like I said, if everyone's fit, we're, we're going at them again with the view of let's pick up where we left off and let's really try and take momentum to finish this season strong. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my thought. Anyway. There's, 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 I saw news, a couple of news articles say that he's thinking of leaving in the city. I don't know much truth's in that. Bergwijn. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, in January, he had the option to go to Ajax. Um, Ajax were willing to negotiate with us. They they made an initial bid, which was rejected. They made a second, which we went, nearly. <laughs> um, and Conte wanted to keep him, unless we were going to replace him. Uh, we made a move for Diaz, who, of course, went to Liverpool. If that move had happened, then Bergwijn would be an Ajax player already. So... When you're looking at it, it's a case of he wanted to leave because he wants to play more football. Uh, has he got more since January? I'd say no. Ajax still very much want to sign him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think I think that's a deal to be done in the summer probably. Um, uh, but I, I, I've only got good things to say about him. He seems like a really great professional. Yep. Uh, in that Amazon documentary, he seemed like a really nice lad uh, mm. with his family and everything. Um, I think the the guy sadly came into us at a point where, you know, Jose was in charge, Hitchin was in recruitment, and we were in transition as a club. I think if he was a player that had come in under Pochettino when everything was settled, um, you know, he, he could have really been a big part of the side. But as it is, he's been through three managers in his three seasons with us. <laughs> if you add Mason in, it's four, you yeah, know? So, yeah, yeah, sure. So it's, it's just been a sad time for him. But I, I've got nothing but respect and good things to say about him. Uh, I like Steven Bergwijn. Yeah, and, uh, you know, two great memories for me. Man City's yeah. first go- his goal in yeah, his debut. Yeah, and obviously, Leicester has made him almost immortal. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what a day. And I, and I can do his celebration thing. Yeah, I can yeah, do that one. I, I just did it. We're on a podcast, no one can see, but I did it. Yeah, lovely. Uh, okay, so heading over to Facebook, Ryan Miller says, what's the latest with Skip's injury? Would be great to have him back soon, as he was playing brilliantly. Um, It's, it's a mystery. Uh, before the international break, Antonio Conte told the press he thought he'd have him back for Newcastle. And then within a couple of hours of him doing that, the club really played that down. So it was kind of like he said that, walked out of the press conference, and someone went, no, 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 oh no. You have misunderstood. Um, so whether that's a kind of they were trying to manage expectations, but I have looked at the... This is obviously not a gauge, but I looked at the team training pictures released by the club yesterday. I couldn't see him anywhere. Um, I, I, again, there, there is no real information beyond the fact that I know the club with young players want to avoid operations. They they just want to. Uh, you only got to look at Shafat Sangangu, who's been struggling with injury for a while, and they finally relented, and he's had an operation now, and he will be out, and will hopefully resume preseason training with the squad. 
I don't know if Skip's going to be in that same boat um, because I simply don't know enough about the injury. I don't know whether perhaps it's now a confidence thing that he needs to get confident in it again. Um, I was told by a couple of people that he was training, but then felt didn't feel right when he was sort of twisting, like turning, which obviously is kind of important. Um, but again, I, I, I don't know is the short answer. And I don't think anyone who says they do really knows because, of course, other than the physio Skip himself, no one's going to be privy to that information. Yeah. So uh, a lot of rumours that he is not available for Newcastle, though. Uh, what we will find out today. Uh, today, uh, the 1st of April, um, there is a press conference. So I imagine that question is going to get asked. I'm just glad we'll with it with out. it being a first rate, but it's not you doing the press conference, mate. Oh, <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Hello, everybody. Uh, just to want to start the press conference with some news. Uh, five of you have tested positive for COVID, but I'm not telling you which five. Yeah, and just watch everyone's like, oh, he's wide and they go, oh, I'm kidding. It was only two. Right. Um, okay, the next one is, and thank you for your question, Ryan. Um, Ryan Miller. He sounds like an actor name, doesn't it? Ryan Miller. Yeah. Is that just because there's so many actors called Ryan nowadays? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Miller. No. Yeah, um, that's an actor's name, definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely an actor's yeah. name. Okay, Ian Liddle. That's not an actor's name. That's, that's... No, he sounds like he runs a supermarket in Germany. <laughs> How to incorporate Bergwijn within the team. Personally, I would have him play left wing back. Ah, Ian, it was you. Oh, there you go. I knew I'd seen that somewhere. Ian, thank you. Uh, I wonder if he was listening earlier going, that bastard's going to take credit for that. I, I said that. Sorry, Ian. Uh, little by little. Um, I got there in the end. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Too early for that. Oh, yeah. I've been up a long time. <laughs> it's April Fool's Day. Give me, yeah, let me let me rest. Um, how to incorporate... Yeah, uh, well, we just talked about that, Ian. I, do you know what? Looking at him physically, you'd think yes. Looking at his attacking attributes, you'd say yes. Defensively, I don't know. But then I have seen us recently get into some phenomenal positions and Regulon, bless him, isn't a finisher. And Sessignon, bless him, is injured again. And I look at that and I think to myself, you know, if you had a player like Bergwijn or Sonny or someone arriving at that moment, they'd, they'd be scoring those chances. So I it's don't know. It's maybe defensive. Is, it's a yeah, defensive. I can't it's, see it's him. It's the worry. No, I, I'm, I'm like you, but it's like an unknown because, again, we talked about it. Victor Moses. He was a an offensive winger. You know, he was not a wing back at all, and yet he did everything. He basically coached him to the point that defensively he just did everything simply, and because he did everything simply defensively, it was good. You know, it was it was fine. Yeah, he's been working with him a long time. I think if Antonio Conte looked at him and thought, "Oh, I could do that," we'd see it already. Yeah. I don't think that's something that's just going to appear, especially when Bergwijn's just gone on an international break, playing in his position and done really well. Um, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one because you you'd want to try and incorporate as many form players as possible, but you've got to pick the best team. You know, it's not just about it's, it's never about you know the eleven best players necessarily. It's it's about what works as a team, and and I quite like Regulon. I've I've noticed he's getting a bit of stick recently. I I don't I don't think that's fair. Yeah, true. He's he's not a finisher, but. I, I still like him. Yeah. I don't see what the abuse is for. No, and do you know? Do you know what? Talking about abuse, mate, I, I feel a little bit guilty. 
It's good time to mention yeah. actually, because yeah. last week I was proper Katie Maguire, wasn't I? Yes, yes. <laughs> Just hope it wasn't yeah. anything. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd like to think yeah, that with our small listenership, that there was a group of fans who went there with I Heart Matt T-shirts <laughs> booing Harry Maguire. Um, so, so we'll touch on that quickly because that has come up organically. Um, I, I put this on Twitter, so I'm going to say it to you, and just love to get your your take on it because no one really replied to me. No one likes oh, me on Twitter. Oh, oh, I know it's sad, but they do really. I am um, not that. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I basically said that um, first of all, and to make it clear, as I'm saying this now, I don't think England fans should ever be booing England players on the pitch, right? You know, if you've got a problem with it or anything like that, or a club. Everything should go out the window. Your club rivalries, all of that crap. You're an England England fan, supporting a player, representing your country. Don't be booing them. Uh, you know, it's just just my thing. That's my personal opinion. Secondly, is what I said is I don't necessarily feel it was about Harry Maguire personally. To me, it feels like how do a fan base convey to a manager that they feel he should be picking on form, not picking his favourites. And what I mean by that is, how do they do it? Do they write him a nice letter? Perhaps perhaps an email campaign? Do they hold up placards that no one's really going to read? Or do they use what they can, the mob, and voice that by jeering and booing? Who is the focus point of that at the moment? Now, Harry Maguire for England has been great, but he is not informed. Anyone with eyes and understands the game, or even doesn't understand the game, knows that he's not in the best form right now. So him being picked for England over other defenders who, forget club rivalries a second, but other defenders in the Premier League that everyone can look at and go, well, they're playing better than Maguire right now. Why aren't they being picked? To me, that's what it was about. I think it was more directed at Southgate. Mm. But that's that's just my thought. What, what do you think? Yeah, you might be right. It, 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 it's one of those things that could backfire on you, couldn't it? Because... Mm. Southgate could go. I'm actually now more determined to like. Oh, I think he is. I, yeah. I think you only got to watch the press conference afterwards and the player reaction to rallying around him. He's now undroppable. You, you've literally made Maguire undroppable because if he gets dropped, every other player in that squad goes, "Oh wow!" So the fans, you know, the minute they boo you, that's it. You're done. You know, you're, you know, what does that say? So he's undroppable now. It's completely backfired. But what I mean is like. How do you communicate that as a fan base? You can't, you know, there right. isn't a chant of, Oi, Gareth, we don't want him in the side. His form is rubbish. Why don't you pick so-and-so? Because, you, you know, it doesn't work. There or, is no... All you can do is go, No, not him. Do you know what they should have done? They should have started singing yeah. Eric Dyer. We love Eric Dyer. That would have worked. <laughs> that would have worked. Unfortunately, there's, there, I think outside of Tottenham, there isn't a much of an Eric Dyer fan club, oh. to be honest with you. Norwich love him. There's one particular fan in Norwich really high regard for Eric Dyer oh, you go. and his family. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I said anyway. Do you not think Eric Dyer deserves a, a, a call-up from England? Uh, me, me personally, uh, uh, yeah, uh, for two reasons. One, I think his club form as a, as a central defender warrants it. When you compare him to the other defenders in the England side, he's comparable, definitely, if not better than some. And two, he's really experienced. He's been to a World Cup in Euros with England. He won, He scored a winning penalty at the last World Cup for us. So this is a guy who can come into the squad with experience and is now in a set role 
And also, you know, if you're building a squad, that if in a pinch, you like Rice, all of these players go down in midfield, okay, Eric, I need you to step in the midfield for a game or half a game, he can do it. He can do it with experience and with calm. So if you're building a squad, a guy like him makes perfect sense. Um, Why you wouldn't give him the game time now, I don't know. In my mind, if these are friendlies. So in my mind, if you are testing out different players, that makes sense. But if that's the case, why are you picking Maguire? Why not go Harry and go, Harry, you're on a tough time at club level at the moment. You are still very much in my plans, but I'm going to give a couple of other guys a shout, a shot for these friendlies. I want you to really focus, knuckle down, get your form back, you know. And But, you know, but by picking the same, basically your strongest team and leaving out certain players... It don't, you know, you're, what are you saying to him? What what has Dyer got to do to unseat the defenders ahead of him? Yeah, of I don't know. Because, yeah. I mean, the defenders who were picked ahead of him, so, uh, you know, uh, White at Arsenal, okay, yeah, good good player. Um, uh, you, Maguire, but these aren't players that are at a level so high above Eric that you'd go, well, you ain't never, you know. Thing gonna happen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the thinking behind it. Me personally, if I was squad building for a World Cup, Eric Dyer would be in that squad. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's funny as well? Before the game, um, mm. obviously Sergio was playing with he for the Ivory Coast, yes. and, Se- and Seb went, "Do you miss Sergio?" And I said, Do "You know what." I, 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 he scored some crazy goals. I said, but the problem with with Sergio Rey, I said, he's very yeah. erratic, and he'd all, he'd get sent off and ruin the game for us. That's probably mm-hmm. what I miss. And I said that before the kick off. Yeah. Right? And then lo and behold, he shows us exactly what what yeah. what we used to see with him. I um my my thing about Sergio Aurier gonna Aurier. Yeah, is, is yeah, of course. He would just lose his mind in a moment and just do something and, it, and his whole surge forward stroll back we used to just oh, oh drive me insane <laughs> um but it was something that's really funny about this right how many times do you think he got sent off for tottenham i bet it's not gonna be as many as i think it is because i would say oh, about four times four, it was twice oh twice for, me. For, for yellow cards as well now i was shook off by this but someone yeah. on twitter uh, a lady who i follow whose name's gone right out of my head right now so if you're listening sorry um she she basically just went i hate this narrative from commentators that he was being sent off for us and booked every week he played like so many like so many games she like rattled off this number like 70 odd games and he got booked this many times yeah, Romero's at that same level now. Right, right. <laughs> Romero's literally been booked the same amount of times as Aurier and been sent off. <laughs> I, I think, do you know, do you so, know what? I'm only picking yeah. on one yellow card, Sam. I know that. And I know, I'm not, yeah. that's not fair to do that, I know. But no, it's because no. of what comes to mind. But oh, I'm massively. just thinking of the, the uh, Richardson yellow card. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah. that wasn't erratic because no, he had no, a... That wasn't, that was, that's the thing. When, when it comes to QT. It's, it's, it's aggression. It's not just absolute, oh, what year is it? Moment like all <laughs> I mean, you know, like, do you remember Benoit Soakoto? Those yeah. two. Could you imagine if we'd had those two as fullbacks at the same time? I think I'd be grey. I'd just <laughs> be gone. Because the pair of them, absolute shrug. Eh, never mind. I got paid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, ah, yeah. why are you like this? But anyway, yeah, I, I used to. Aurier gonna Aurier. That yeah. Guy, 
that guy is just box office. <laughs> but but do you know what he was? He, he, I'm not that I know, but from what I could gather, he he was fantastic in the dressing room. Though he was like yeah, a real character, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, he's on his own. I think to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> Sean Palmeter. Now what's this? Palm, Are we talking uh, like a, a classic English actor? I think with this one, like someone who'd been in a, in a Shakespeare uh, production. Sean Palmeter. There you go. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to work out how to say it. P A L M E T E R. So it's either Palmeter or Palm Eter. Palmeter. 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 Oh no, we've gone. Palmeter. Sean. Right, Sean. Sean's just listening, going, mate. He ain't hard. Says hello, Matt and Sam. Oh, no, he knows us. Oh, no, he listens. Oh, he's from Canada, eh? He's from Vancouver. Um, What's that? What did you just do? What was that impression that you just did? It's, it's Hosa, Hosa, eh? It's Canada, eh? I'll tell you a word for him. I'll tell you a word for him. I can't. Canadian accent. He's, he's gone completely now. I, I, I can normally do it, and now I'm giggling, so I can't. Uh, it says, what needs to happen to keep Conte and Kane around next season? It sounds like if one goes, so will the other. So would a top four finish and some transfers be enough? I can't imagine Spurs about Kane. And this is, look, I look forward to your podcast every week. Probably not now, because I've just been an absolute <laughs> asshole to you. His name is um, Sean from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I love the fact you went Vancouver, BC. You really put where you're from there. Uh, that's you, you, Earth. <laughs> you know, just needed Canada. Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean, um, I, I think your assessment's fair. Yeah. I think, I think if Conte walks, Kane is at the door with him. Like, take me with you. Yeah. Uh, I think if Kane goes, I think Conte walks into Daniel Levy's office and goes, "You lied to me. Goodbye." Mm-hmm. Um. So there, there is a transfer guru called Fabrizio Romano, um, and he is pretty reliable because what we call uh, journalists call him a tapping merchant. He basically takes the work of journalists and goes verify it. Yeah, great. Here you go, and passes it out, and everyone goes, "Yay, Fabrizio! Thank you." It wouldn't him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he does tag people and credit them, but he is yeah. It's a bad anyway. So he um <laughs> he literally has a tie into Tottenham now because he is very close with Paratici. So what you need to keep in mind is, is when he puts stuff out relating to Spurs, it's probably very accurate now. I mean, like really accurate. And also, uh, he's probably been told, given a nod. Yeah. Let people know. Yeah. You're all right. Yeah. You go on, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he put out, uh, for example, this last week or so about Kulisevsky and the loan deal. And he basically published the details exclusively of what that deal is. And now I've seen it, I am actually blown away by the deal Paratici's done here. Um, We have an option to sign him permanently this summer. It's an 18-month loan. So he's on loan with us until the summer and then all of next season. We have an option to make it permanent uh, by paying an additional £35 million to the loan fee, which I think is about £6 million when it goes to sterling pounds. Um, but we don't have to exercise that until next summer. And there are clauses which will make it compulsory, like he plays at least over 50% of games, we get the Champions League, but this all next season. Right. So this summer, we just keep him on loan. We don't have to pay out the money to, to make it permanent for Kulazewski. Which, when you think about us managing budgets and transfers and things and funds... 
what a fantastic bit of business that is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, he's here. He's ours. Um, is yeah. So, I, I was actually kind of staggered by that. Uh, I, that that was very impressive. Uh, ben Sinker was just a straight signing, done, dusted, easy. Um, we know that Romero was an initial loan, which this summer we need to to cough up. So. It's uh yeah it was it, I I sort of looked at him was like oh wow that's out there but uh, he also did say separate to that that Conte and Kane are now inexplicably linked yeah basically Conte will want to build his Tottenham team to challenge next season and Kane has to be part of that just mm. has to be because he needs to build the team around giving him the ball to score goals and Kane is so happy working under him and working with the ambition and the drive that if we were to leave it would just signal to him once again this club don't want to win anything I have to leave to win something yeah I think Uh, if Conley stays Kane's staying Kane ain't going anywhere if Conley stays definitely I think so I I think I think if you I think at the end of this season for me I've said it before and I, I think it's true the finish to this season is massive. We somehow managed to squeak top four and secure Champions League football. The difference in our budget and ability to recruit is insane. And the ability, we, you know, at the moment you can make all the plans you want, but the Europa Conference League will not draw in a guy who's looking to secure a free transfer. Someone who's out of contract, like a Diab, Dybala... Uh, Christian Eriksen even or players of that nature will not look at the Europa Conference League and go oh yeah oh come on that's where I want to be they will wait to see if they get a better offer the Europa League even most of them will wait to see if they can get that better offer Champions League you arrive to them and you go right look at our stadium look at the training facilities look at our manager we're in the Champions League where do you want to sign yeah and you can do deals then because agents won't go, oh, hang on, because a Champions League team might come in. They will literally go, if you want to join them, do it. Yeah. And, and you can get stuff done. Um, so I think it's massive. Uh, to me, it's the equivalent of like us, uh, every game, uh, it's the cliche, isn't it? Every game's a final because it's in our hands if we win our games. Um, you look at our fixtures and you think, oh, not likely to win all of them. And that's true. But we got to win. we just got to go into every game with we have to win this or, or not lose it because then it's in our hands because we do have to play Arsenal. They are, at the moment, looking at the table, it's between us and them for fourth. Now, that can change, yeah. but that is the two teams that look that were in pole position for it. Man United, West Ham are there as well for either of us slip up. But if we win our games, it's ours. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's all in our hands. But Sean, thank you so much for your question. I hope you do keep listening despite my shocking assault on your on your accent. And name. <laughs> and name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Message me and let me know how I find Palmeter. Palmeter. Because he's Canadian now, I'm also worried that it's French. <laughs> Palmetar. Yeah. Oh man of balls this right <laughs> up. Um the next one Quick is uh, Sam. <laughs> Nick Skelson. Nick Skelson. Skelson. I don't know. It's a bit like a boy band member. Nick Skelson. Skelson. Nick Skelson. Like, oh, Nick Skelson. Woo! <laughs> no? I don't know. Uh, did Conte watch Wales versus Austria? Yes, actually. That's weird. 
Um, I actually know the answer to that. Yes, he did. Can he see the centre-back he should be picking for the rest of the season? Let's not knock Dyer, but Roden is a better player. Whoa! Hold your horses here. Hold the flock on, Nicholas! (laughs) What the hell? You think Joe Roden is a better player than Eric Dyer? I mean, we all have opinions, and opinions are like assholes, but unfortunately, some of them are full of... (laughs) Uh, Nick... Nick, 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 Nick. Joe Roden over Eric Dyer. I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with that. Um. Okay, let's be sensible. Let's, 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 let's just not be silly for a minute. Um. Uh, as players, um, they're comparable in a lot of ways, uh, physicality-wise, uh, heading ability, etc. Um, Joe Roden, um, is not as experienced as Eric Dyer. Uh, Joe Roden is a championship player. He was signed by Tottenham and has had minutes, but not ever really a run of games. Uh, Eric Dyer has been an established Premier League player for five, six years. Um, So there are levels to that. Um, International, um, if Joe Roden was English, would he be getting the same level of minutes for England as he does for Wales? Absolutely not. Not a chance. Um, So I don't think you can look at it and go, well... Roden's an international, Eric's not. Um, I think that Eric is better on the ball. I think that Eric is better at organising um, because of the respect he has. You only got to look at how much better Cutie Romero looks when Eric Dyer is in the team and Sanchez looks when Eric Dyer is alongside them to understand his role in that regard. If I was to say Joe Roden could possibly get a chance over anybody in our system, it would actually be his country mate, uh, Ben Davies. Yeah. However, the one caveat I would put to that is <clears throat> Joe is a... What's the right term? What I'd call a traditional British defender. Body on body in the line, head everything away that comes in. Do you know what I mean? He's that... He's a guy who just loves defending. He he is that sort of bloke. In the system that Conte wants to play, he wants his left-sided and right-sided central defenders to actually run underlaps. So the wing-backs go, and we're actually seeing Ben Davis, for example, on a regular basis come up and be in the offensive part of the pitch. Dyer does it. Romero does it. They take it in turns by bringing the ball forward. Um, I've seen no evidence of Joe being able to do that at this level. When, when we signed him, there was a lot of talk about he was very good on the ball. And and granted, you could argue that he's not been given enough games to develop that, but would you, with only this many games left in the season and everyone, as I just said, being a cup final, is this the time to go, do you know what, <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what Joe can do. Yeah, it's not easy. No. Um, I, I, I've... I've said for a while, I've often thought, why didn't he get more game time? But I think you've got to look at the opportunities he's been given, and has he ever done things in those opportunities to make you go, wow, he needs to start? I remember years ago, Kevin Wimmer came in for injured Jan Vertonghen, and by the time Jan came back from injury, we were like, Kevin's big Kev. You know, Jan, sit on the bench, mate. You know, sit on the bench. What What are you doing? And then his form went, and Jan came in, and Jan was just like, "Oh yeah, I remember Jan. He's world class." Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. Um, we got. So, a, I remember we got a silly amount of money for Vera from Stoke. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and his career just went. <laughs> yeah, another another classic. Um, 
Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> he did so well for like 12, 15 games for us. He was awesome and then just like got a little knock for Tonga and came back in and was like, nope, my shirt now, not having it back. <coughs> did you see, I don't know if you saw this the other day, I had to come up on something about how uh, if transfers, uh, some of the transfers or some of the players we bought in, if it was on today's money, how much would we have spent on them? And I think oh, right. the Rebroth one, something like yeah, 110 yeah. million or something if it was in today's uh, money you know it's insane uh, isn't it <laughs> Sergei Rebrov. oh there was do you know we were in for him and Shevchenko and we chose Rebrov. Oh, no. why do you know that that to this day because AC Milan were in for him as well and there was like this whole thing and we had more money and we were like oh who do we go to and they both you know we can offer you more money and and then, ah, oh, actually, Rebrov, he's, he's the one we want. He's yeah, the one. We'll let the other one go for silly money because, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, shake it off. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so, Nick, um, yeah, I, I don't agree with your assessment between Rodan and Dyer. Trying to be objective, um, just, just you know, taking my Dyer fan club hat off, just, just looking at it, I, I don't think there's a... I, I can't see a justification for the swap, me personally. Um, maybe other people listening will, and trust me, they will tell me. Yeah. So, um, In no you will not terms. be alone. Yeah, no uncertain terms. Yeah. Uh, the final comment is from Mark Ivey, uh, who says, We surely need, don't call me Shirley, uh, <laughs> we surely need at least four or five top players in the window. Would it make sense for ParaTG to target a few quality players who will come on a free and use the remaining budget to target some big players? Yeah. Do you think Mark means like big reputation or he wants someone who's like six foot eight? <laughs> yeah, like literally big players. Yeah, yeah. like big players. Yeah, we're like, we, we want to sort our corner defending out and the way we're going to do it is we're going to recruit land giants from this point on. <laughs> Get the mountain man in. Yeah, yeah, the mountain man. So every corner you put this monstrosity near them, and they got to hit it over him just to get it into the box. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, it's stupid uh, rugby analogy. A second, we had uh, when we were I was playing uh, under twelves rugby. Okay, so all of us were eleven, and we had a kid who was our age, eleven years old. He was six foot one. Jesus Christ! Right? And it was hilarious because he looked like an eighteen year old, but when he spoke. Hello, everybody. Sounded like Dan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Polynesian Dan. Yeah, there we go. But I mean, like, really proper little boy squeaky voice. It was hilarious. Oh, no. I mean, he grew up and he was like, we came back to training like we were 15. He was like, oh, everyone's like, oh, my it's God, gone. what the hell happened? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, yeah. my, my, uh, my, one of my, my, my nephews, um, he's 13, he was 13 last month. And honestly, if I go to my, if when we go to the in-laws, and hear him speak. I feel like have we just been broken into? And I'm like, oh no, it's my, my nephew Leo. Like, where has <laughs> yeah. that voice come from? Where did that come <laughs> yeah. from? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we were we were like a line out in rugby. Is like you know, throwing for anyone that's uninitiated. And you get two teams, they line up, and you throw the ball down the middle, and the two teams compete for it in the air. Well, anyway, we had this tactic where we stuck him right at the front. So these little eleven-year-olds were having to throw the ball over our monster at the front to try and get it to their Boy. team. It just never worked. <laughs> so you had to bring his passport to every game to prove his age. That's quality. I love that. So funny. Um, but yeah, so sorry, Mark. Back to you again. Um, I it's difficult because you look at the. I don't know how it's happened. I think it's a COVID thing where contract talks got delayed, but we have, there is just a huge amount of players available for free this summer. A lot. 
and a lot of them are internationals and a lot of them are internationals for countries who will be at the World Cup so these are players that need clubs where they're going to be playing you know these are these are players that in the past you know some of these players might have gone well I could go sign for Man City sit on the bench I'll earn 10 million signing on fee 300 grand a week and I don't care Mm. you know I'm done Mm. but with it being a World Cup year these guys need to play football. And it's, um, and it's weird you say that, isn't it? Because like in any other World Cup year, you'd be like, well, it's too yeah. late. But this is like yeah, this random no, one where it's, it's like in the weird. winter. Yeah. It is such, this is going to be an odd season. It's going to be really odd. But I am, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm absolutely intrigued as to what's going to happen. Because, uh, for example, we're linked with so many. Um, but uh, there's a, a Kese. Uh, in midfield, uh, Dybala, uh, attacking wide player. There are players who are on free transfers that we are being linked with heavily. And the, I think the, one of the key reasons why some of those links exist is Paratici and his relationship with some of these players, existing relationship. Yeah. I yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a strange, it's gonna be very strange. I, I tell you the one to watch just from a footballing point of view because it's a weird one. Is Paul Pogba at Man United? So Pogba's got a super agent who likes to earn his money, obviously. And Pogba's made it abundantly clear that I'm not even going to talk about a contract with you until my contract's up. You know, that's it. Mm. We're just going to talk about it in the summer. Um, There is a very, very strong rumour originating now that he's already done a deal to go somewhere else. Right. <laughs> and and that, that somewhere else is Man City. I if that happens, I think that man might become one of the most hated men in football. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is, he is literally about to soul Campbell, Man United. Um, I, 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 yeah, I can't imagine it. I, I don't know why. To me, if he's going anywhere, I think it's going to be Paris Saint Germain. I think P- PSG, French, you know, international superstar. It suits their style of recruitment, but. I don't know. The, the, this rumor is gathering pace. <laughs> just, uh, speaking of fun footballing rumors, uh, Erling Haaland, uh, Man City are apparently ready to break world transfer fees to get him. Um, so keep an eye on that one as well. What would be, what be your estimate, estimate for how much they'd, they'd need to pay to get him? Uh, do you know what? Not as much as he's probably worth because I'm fairly confident he has a release clause this summer. Uh, um, I, I think his release clause is about 120 million, and I think they're going to pay. Oh, that's, him. Just, a just do it. that's a bargain. That's a bargain. It's amazing to say those words for 120 million, but yeah, the, the guy is built, and he is at an age where if you sign him, you've probably got 10 years of his best 10 years ahead. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's, he's a he's a player in here. So talking about big, talking about big dudes. I mean, that guy well, is a big dude. You you look at um, Harry Kane trying to break the Premier League goal scoring record and all the different things he's doing. There's a guy who I think could come into the Premier League and just smash yeah. thirty goals a season. And he has got everything about him. You know, if he stays fit, he, he's something else. I mean, he's terrifying. He's got pace, power, strength, heading. Both left foot, right foot. I mean, it is ridiculous. Yeah. How in the hell? 
because his dad wasn't that good. No, his dad was quite average, wasn't he? I'm not like, how in the hell did that happen? It's normally the other way around, isn't it? You normally get great players and their kids are okay, but they'll never be at the same level with their dad. They basically get signed because their dad was good, you know? Like, uh, yeah, no, I just... Also, what the hell is this? Did I see the other day that Ian Wright's grandson is now a professional I'll footballer? I'll leave you out. How can he have... What? Seriously? Yeah. Like, can Jeez. someone can someone verify this for me? Because I, I felt like I must have misheard it. Now, I know he, uh, in essence, adopted Bradley Wright Phillips and, and his brother and stuff, but... No way! No way! Come on now. That's mad, isn't it? <laughs> uh, do you know what? While we're talking, I'm going to Google that. I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, you're right. There is. Yeah, you've Googled it. It's Demasio Wright Phillips. Yeah. If you, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. He's oh, twenty. Yeah. His grandson's twenty. Yeah, and he's no. made him. He's made his debut. Um. For no. Stoke. Funny enough. How yeah. how is that no how yeah. how does he have a twenty year old grandson that means that how old is he in right Sean Sean Wright Phillips must have had him very young <laughs> uh, do you know what I I know he's fifty he's fifty eight year right so does it work I guess it works isn't yeah. it uh, do you know what I, I've said this before oh and Sean Wright Phillips is forty so forty I mean, yeah if he had him at twenty eighteen really... yeah it works oh, yeah. What the hell? Did you find this? And I've said this before, but William Wright, he's one, I know he's an Arsenal legend, but I never have that yeah. kind of hatred towards him that I do. No, like I Thierry, Thierry Henry, I just want yeah. to spit spit every time I say his name. Or like, you know, wow. Like, <laughs> I wondered where you were going to go with that. I no, don't want to spit on him. Oh, no, but do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, you get certain yeah. Arsenal players, you, well, most Arsenal players, you just like yeah. kind of your struggles. But I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with him. I think probably no. because post kind of his career, it's not, isn't like, Sometimes, like you know, you watch him on television, and he'll, he'll he's not like I'm trying to think of another example of an Arsenal player, like Paul Merson, for example. Like he'll, he'll have a dig whenever he can when he, you Lee know, Dixon. Lee Dixon, yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. Ian Wright doesn't. Mike Keown, no, Mike um, Keown, yeah. You you watch Ian Wright talk about England, and all the players are England. He don't care if they're Tottenham or anything like that, and he makes it abundantly clear that that's this England, England, and yeah. that's it. And he also talks about club football with a, with a passion that I think is infectious. He is Arsenal biased, and he's unashamedly celebrates Arsenal victory, and that's great. That's fine. I got no problem with that. Mm. But the way he discusses football, I think, is infectious. Ali McCoist is like it. Yeah, yeah. Ali McCoist, you know, I know uh, Celtic fans won't agree with me, but <laughs> Ali McCoist is so infectious about football that you can't help but like he, he could commentate on North Macedonia versus Indonesia and I'd probably be like oh they were a great game don't knock North Macedonia <laughs> they bit knocked Italy at the World Cup <laughs> yeah and then got knocked out themselves <laughs> by Portugal um yeah Italy aren't going to the World Cup what yeah anyway um there's half of Step in Stefan just crying right now um but anyway going back to Mark because Mark Ivy Mark Ivy Mark Ivy, Mark Ivy. I, I don't know. It sounds like a university lecturer, Mark Ivy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That genuinely sounds like one of my university lecturers from back in back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. it was back, back in the, in the day, day with you, wasn't it? Probably back in the oh, day. Oh, whoa, easy. <laughs> Mate, I can say Come that. I'm, a, I'm older than you. I can say that. Yeah, I'm in my last year of my thirties. Enjoy. <sighs> Don't you know that's all downhill after that, mate? Trust me. Oh, you shut up. <laughs> yeah. God, you're. you're uh, 
uplifting barst you were there, aren't you? <laughs> what happened to Mr. Positivity? I'm not well. I'm not well. No, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I don't feel good. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, Mark, uh, thank you. I think I think you're uh, fortified. It's, it's difficult because, you know, sometimes you look at a team and you think, oh, wow, they need an overall, but then one player makes a difference. I know it sounds silly, but you get the right player in, in a squad of average and that whole squad becomes good, you know. So I don't think we're average. I think we do have some average players that are bringing the overall squad level down. Um, but I think if you recruit the right players for Conte, you, you do well. Yeah. Someone someone pointed out to me the other day, like you look at his recruitment at Inter Milan, you look at the names and go, what? But then they were a great team. Mm-hmm. So I think when you're recruiting, yeah, for fans, you want to see superstars arrive from Conte. His focus is on the players who will do what he tells them to do. Yeah. Because in his mind, he's like, if you do what I say, we win. Yeah. I know this. I've proven this concept here. I've proven this in Italy. I've proven it at every level. So give me the players that will listen and do as I say, not arrive and go, yeah, but I'm already brilliant, so I don't need to listen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That is everything. Um, we have a game against Newcastle this weekend. Um, we've already said it's like every game is a cup final. Very cliche, but it is. Uh, we have to win. We just like every game is kind of like it, and it also really impacting my mood as well. Like you know, at the moment I'm feeling quite good. We won our last game. We went into the international break. I felt pretty good about all things Tottenham. But I know that kind of bipolar fanship that I have with the club is going to absolutely crash if we then lose the Newcastle at home. You'll be fine. Seb's predicted a 4-0 win for us. so it'll be all Seb has predicted... There we go. Seb predict. Yeah, see, we got to bring that in. Seb predicts because I put a bet on a Seb prediction for the West Ham game, but I did it wrong and won. There you go, see? <laughs> so you'll make your money. <laughs> he said 3-2 didn't he he did yeah, yeah yeah and I went to put that I put like a silly whatever I had in my I think it's like one pound something or another and I just went yeah I put it on 3-2 and I, I must have pressed 3-1 by mistake um, because they do like options like the score thing and I must have done it just clicked out and everything and then of course I've gone well it was 3-1 I thought oh, I'll go cash out no 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 I put the money on I won yeah anyway. quality uh so thank you seb <laughs> um, uh a big thank you to everybody for listening once again uh we are heading out now we will be back next week where hopefully everything crossed we're talking about an impressive 4-0 victory over newcastle and we're praising the oracle that is seb uh i hope you are feeling better as well my friend Cheers, hope everybody listening is doing well everyone take care take care mate Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.